Hello, welcome to the Children's Activity Business Academy podcast. I'm Chrissy, your host, and I'm here to help you start, grow and scale your business with confidence. So today I'm going to be talking to you about business planning. Yep, that's the worst of two words that can either send you run into the heels or they make you feel icky or you grab your notebook and pen and start scribbling away. <laughs> so the reason I wanted to talk about business planning at the moment is because I'm working with a number of clients who I'm either taking through the business process or we're starting at the beginning and looking at what they wanted to achieve with their business plan. Now, some of these people that I've been working with have been in business for a while. And when I asked them, um, did you write a business plan when you first started? The answer's been no. So I thought, well, actually, I need to find out if this is like common. Is this something that's going on um, in the industry? So I posed the question on LinkedIn and on uh, my private Facebook group. And we had a sort of a 60-40 split. 60% said no, 40% said yes. And there was a couple that actually said, uh, no, I just got on with it and did it as I went along, which some people do. They just make things happen. But for me, there's always been like two types of people. When I was franchising, um, and obviously we were bringing people into the network and into the team, um, and over the training courses that we used to do, um, I'd be like, are you a paper planner or are you a head planner? Now, I've always been a paper planner. I love to write things down. I have got so many notebooks um, full of ideas, um, things that we've been doing, progress, just all the stuff that we've done over the last 10 years. Um, and I never throw a notebook away because um, when you're looking for inspiration, you can go back and look over what you were talking about, you know, what you were thinking a year ago. And obviously, all your ideas are there. So if you are a paper planner... Um, I love a bit of stationery, so I've got lots of different lovely notebooks. Um, so I'm always writing things down, scribbling things in when I'm out and about and I see something that I think, oh, that's really cool. I could replicate that in my business. Um, I make a note of it and put it in my little book. <laughs> so there's always been two types of people for me. You're either a paper planner or you're a head planner. Um, but um, no business planning like you don't, you know, some people think, oh, you only have to do it if you're going to apply for funding. And that's not the case, because obviously, yes, if you've got to apply for funding or a startup loan, then then you have to go through the business plan process. Now, when I was recruiting franchises and originally when we first started, um, no, it, it wasn't part of our process. But as we started to grow, and as we started to bring more people into the business, um, I quickly realised that actually we need to make business planning part of the recruitment process. Um, even if they did not need to get the funding, they had to produce a business plan um, for us in terms of what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. Now, this year, I decided that I was going to run a marathon. Okay, so I've been an active athlete since the age of nine. I joined my first club, uh, club when I was 11. Um, I've done track and field, road racing, road racing cross country. 
And then after I had my children, I went more towards the roads, mainly because obviously it was easier to fit them in, uh, fit the runs in and get the training in. And I wasn't just as I wasn't as quick as I used to be when I was younger. So last year, um, I dust off my trainers and I entered into a half marathon. It was into the Sky Half Marathon. And obviously, I hadn't done any proper training for a while. So I realised quickly, I was like, I was going to have to put a plan together in order to get me fit enough to get to the start line. And so over a 12 week period, um, I was running different road, road lengths. I was running mileage. I was running speed. Um, I was doing different training sessions like biking, rowing, all sorts of things. But they were in a loose plan in order to get me to the start line. So on that day when I lined up in September last year, um, I was going into this race not knowing. A, I hadn't run over 10 miles. So I didn't even know if I'd be able to get around the 13 miles be like how it was going to go in terms of what I was going to run per mile and see like I didn't know the course either. So I didn't know if it was hilly, flat, undulating. And so obviously I was heading out into the unknown and off I went in the race. And in that race, I found out a lot about myself um, in terms of like managing pain, how you handle it all. And when I got to about a mile, I think it was like mile nine into the race, up came the biggest hill section that I've ever probably seen. It was about probably I'd say like two and a half, three miles uphill. The last mile was all downhill. And so obviously I dug in deep and I got round and I managed to clock one hour 46 with a loose training program. And so just putting in these milestones that I was going to achieve over the last like 12 weeks in order to get me to the start line, I had a loose plan. And now that I'm training for a marathon and my marathon day is in October, I am running my first half marathon uh, next week, this coming Sunday in Inverness. And yesterday I went out and ran um, a six mile race to see where I was. Um, and we, it was it was hard work. Uh, you know, my lungs were absolutely bursting, but it was hard work. Um, and but I'm running on track. And all of these training plans, that obviously, I've been putting in place made me think of you because, you know, when you sign up to run a marathon, you don't just turn up on start line and think, yay, I'm going to run around and get around this 26.7 miles uh, with no training. Like people train for a, a marathon, people train up to a year for a marathon. It's not something that you just go in and do. And so all of this training that I'm doing at the moment made me think about you and your businesses and like why people weren't planning their business because, you know, it's a big investment. Now, you when you have like a marathon or in a business plan, you you're training towards an end result. So you have lots of milestones that are going to take you along the way, which is why you have a plan. So it can get you to the end, which is your, you know, your, you know, your objective. If it's to be profitable, if it's to have this many kids attending your classes, you know, so forth. You have all these aims and dreams and ambitions that you want to achieve. And so 
I thought, right, okay, well, this is like making me think about the people I'm working with, the children's activity sector as a whole, like in terms of their planning. Now, when I first started out in Mess Around, um, you know, good you know, 10 years ago, I only paid like a thousand pounds for my franchise at the time. It was very, very low cost. And I probably spent around £500 on bits and bobs, you know, setting, you know, buying banners, pop-up banners, flyers, etc. So I probably spent about £1,500 in setting up the business. Now, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, like, and where I was going to do it. And I had, you know, um, a plan, well, loose guidance, basically, from my franchisor. At the time, we only had like six weeks of lesson plans and, and I was just off running things and getting them in place and just making things happen. But when I took on the franchisor role, like I knew like my game was going to have to change. I was going to really have to up my game if I was going to run this business and scale it up and bring it to lots of areas across the UK. Because I completely believed in the brand. Um, I was sold on the brand and the concept. I'd seen what it could achieve. And I knew I had a good product if I could get it to market and I could make it work. And so I started my business journey and the first steps I did was to get in touch with in Scotland, have a, a business gateway, which is run through the government to do lots of free courses. And, and I signed up to everything. I was on business planning courses, financial courses, so I could understand the figures, the social media, because at the time, like I never used Facebook. Like before I had my children, I didn't use Facebook. So it was a completely new world to me. Um, and I signed up to this course that was for women. It was a women in business course for women who wanted to grow and scale their business. And I thought, well, that's me. That's me. That's what I want to do. So I signed up and I think it was like a three month commitment. And I had to be over to Inverness, which is a two hour drive there, two hour drive back. I had to stay over because it was like really early start. And I had to make a commitment to this program. But I knew that I had to do it because I really didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> so I was going to have to learn fast. And so on this course, the first thing we did was all around vision and vision of where you wanted the business to be in three years time. What was your aims and objectives? And then obviously looking at how you were going to like work backwards from that. Now, at the time, um, I had a handful of franchisees operating in the Midlands that I, I inherited um, and they were all working away in the Midlands and, and I was doing my thing up in Scotland because I was testing out a new model and a bit like me training for the marathon, like, you know, the ultimate goal was to recruit, you know, I think it was like 50 franchises across the UK um, mess around at the time was all about encouraging women into franchising I wanted to give women an opportunity to work to have independence have flexibility uh, because I had a career before I had my children and I knew the struggle of uh, being a first-time mum and having that feeling that I want some independence but I also want to be a parent as well so that was what I was all about at the time like bringing women in um, and I started working through all this course and I was doing all these different, you know, courses. And I was like, oh, well, I, I need some money. Like the only way I'm going to achieve my goal 
was to get some funding into the business bank account to get this business off the ground. Now, I'd always been told, you know, you always go to the bank for the money and don't use your savings. So off I trottled to the bank um, and I probably needed about, I think I had £10,000 I needed at the time. So obviously the bank said, okay, we need a business plan. So there you go. Here we go. Business plan number one had to be produced. (laughs) Um, And so I did the plan. Um, filled out all the you know the paperwork, sent it over, had a call with someone, and in a matter of days, the bank loan had been approved and the funds were in my account. And then the scary stuff kicked in for me because obviously it was like there was ten thousand pound in the bank that I now owed to somebody, and I've always been debt free all my life, and so this was a new thing for me. Um, I didn't like having loans. I still don't like having loans, um, and we are still debt free. It's only a business one that we have right now. Um, and I just let okay, I've got to, I've got to get on with it, and I've got to pay this off, and that was in my head. Now there was things I needed in order to get this business off the ground. I needed a new website, so I had to appoint a website designer. I needed graphics, so I started working with Chris Hammond at um, Aha Creative, and I'll put his links into this uh, podcast. He started pulling together all my graphics, Miss Mess. Master Mess, he created the logo, um, all the branding that obviously you see today with Mess Around all comes from Chris. Um, and like basically I started to pull together all that information. I then appointed a franchise consultant because I knew I had to get everything off the ground correctly. Also a franchise solicitor. Um, and that consultant helped me put in the package that I was going to need in order to provide my franchise package and my solicitor provide me with, you know, your NDAs, your intention to proceed, your franchise agreements, all the like the legal documentation that we needed. Now, if I hadn't had a plan and a goal of where I wanted to get to, I like... I don't know if we actually would have got there. Like I had to make sure I had things in place in order for me to work towards. And like I said in my previous podcast, you know, I moved from back from the Isle of Skye to the Midlands and it was to get this business off the ground because we took the loan out. We put all these this stuff in place and then I was like, I need to get this brand to market and I'm in the wrong place to do it. So we moved back to the Midlands and I hit the ground running and was touring like all over the place, advertising everywhere um, doing loads and loads of like events myself. You know, I did the print magazines that people said, oh, do this print magazine and you'll get franchises. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> so, I, you know, I did all that type of advertising and I was really struggling, really struggling to get this brand off the ground. Um, I literally at one point thought this isn't going to happen because like I'm just can't, I can't get it out there. And I knew I had a great product. And I actually remember like sitting in my living room one day um, in the evening talking to my partner and just crying because I had this loan over my head that I had I had to pay off and I was paying off, but I just couldn't get the brand out there. And, and I was working every weekend. I was absolutely exhausted. I was like supporting the existing franchisees we had. Um, and it was just feeling like, OK, maybe I've made a mistake. Maybe this isn't going to happen. But me being me, and if you've, you know, if you haven't had the chance to work with me yet, or you, you know, people that do know me, I'm not a quitter. 
Um, I work 24-7, seven days a week. I dig deep when it has to happen. Like, so like this wasn't going to beat me. So I dug in deep and I carried on like doing everything I was doing. And, and then I met someone, I think her name was Holly. Holly, I think Holly Nixon in Warwickshire. And um, there's like a PA virtual assistant type role. She was helping me get some printing done, I think. And, um, I was telling her like, I needed some help. I was struggling. And then she put me in touch with this fantastic lady called Jess. Uh, Jess runs Jab Marketing. She's based in Warwickshire. Uh, she was just starting out at the time or she'd been going a little while, but I was obviously in Coventry. She was in Warwick. She came round to my house. Uh, we went through everything, you know, I was like, I know I've got a great product, I can't get it out there, I need to get eyeballs in front of it, um, and basically, she went through everything and was like, I can make this happen for you, and I was just like, yes, I, I need this to happen, so I had obviously money allocated in my business plan from my loan uh, to put into marketing, and I was like, right, okay, I'm going to invest in Jess, because Jess, is going to make this happen for me. And basically, she changed the whole way we uh, marketed our business at the time. Um, she basically redesigned the whole website. And obviously, I'd already had it built once. That was a couple of years prior. So then literally rebuilt the whole website again, rebuilt the franchise landing page, um, started working on pulling all the graphics together, the images, a video content, went through the prospectus I had at the time, stripped it out. Uh, we came up with a new prospectus and then with a brochure. And then she set up all my Facebook adverts. And those were to obviously get eyeballs on my business and uh, targeting um, our ideal customer because we drilled down the types of people we were looking for. And she put my advertising or the business, the brand, in front of them. And they were brilliant adverts, and they worked absolutely for years. Um, now, Jess um, is, I would say, probably one of the UK's, maybe one of the top world, Facebook ads um, strategist. She is hot on the market. Um, you can work with her. Um, I can put all the details in on the um, podcast, but she's very, very good at what she does, and she's in very high demand. Um, and so Jess helped me bring the brand to life and put it out in front of people. And then we started to grow um, and then we were growing rapidly and it was happening very, very fast. Um, and so we were bringing people into the team and like we needed to make sure that they were the right people that were coming into the team. And so. Therefore, it, we went, it goes back to like, it, it's, it's like running a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. So we, when we awarded franchises, they were coming into the business for five years. So this is a big commitment we were asking for people from people. We wanted to make sure they were the right people and that franchising was right for them um, and that we could work together because it's obviously a partnership. It's a two way thing. 
Um, I had to make sure that I could work with them. They needed to make sure they could work with me. I needed to make sure that they were resilient enough, that they could cope with the stress of running a business, that they had support, that they had family around them, because running a business is is not easy. And so one of the requirements I used to ask them to do, like I said, was a business plan. And that was for a number of reasons. A, like I said, I wanted to make sure they were serious and that they'd done their research and they'd been looking around and they understood the competitors and they understood exactly what they were getting into, that they had crunched the figures as well to make sure that it was viable for them at their end. Now, once that business plan was produced and obviously sent to me, they then had to have a call with my operations manager to present it. So she could dig deeper into their, you know, their work and and their understanding and find out exactly how they were going to do it. So business plans are good tools. They are not a bad thing. They're good tools because they motivate you. They make you take action. They give you deadlines. They give you some clarity in the direction that you're heading. It's like I said earlier, you're running a marathon and it's not a sprint. I wouldn't turn up to a marathon without training and putting the time in. So therefore, if I was starting a business, why would I not plan it out to invest in a business these days? And if you're looking at like a franchise model, you're talking five to ten thousand plus to get up and running. So it's a big investment. So therefore, my, you know, my view is, is is you plan, you've got to plan for it. So I know people out there, there's some people out there like, this is not for me. I don't need it. I just get out there and make it happen. And I completely get that because some people can just do that and it's in their head. And sometimes, obviously, you have a plan and things change and, you know, COVID changed everything. You know, that wasn't on the business plan for sure. (laughs) We had to all pivot our businesses and take them in a different direction. And lots of, you know, obviously all the bad things that happened with COVID. I mean, and it was not easy for us at Mess Around, but good things came out of that. I mean, from the work I did with the Mess Box, out of that in COVID, we created mess kits and mess boxes and, and took thousands of pounds in, which helped our business survive. And so without me doing the mess box originally, we wouldn't have got to the mess kit. And like we moved our business to a tough trade club model and was charging £20 to come. That would have never happened. And, it, you know, obviously we've gone back to our normal prices now, but we made that happen and people bought into us because we took them on this journey. Now, that was not on the business plan at all. So sometimes, yes, you've got to pivot, you've got to change, you've got to do different things. But having a goal or an end goal is, I feel, really, really important. And so it's a bit like, you know, I can sign up to run my marathon, you know, and it's only going to cost me £60 and I've got to put all the training in, all the time in. And then I've got to buy maybe some new trainers because I'm going to be running a lot of miles and I invest £60 and it's a low risk because it's all on me. And, and I've got the plan and I'm training to it. And yet if I'm investing 5000 plus, and I'd say that's probably minimum you're looking at to start a business these days if you want to do it properly. And... I don't have a plan. Really? 
like, really? Okay, that's a high investment. And, and, and you may have taken a loan out to make that business plan happen. And you, or you might have borrowed money off the family and friends. That's a high risk. So therefore, make a plan. You need a plan. So I'm all about the plan, as you can tell. Um, and if you need help with your business planning, then get in touch with me because I've got like it's called an audit call session where you jump on a call with me for an hour and, and I'll go through all the elements of planning your business and putting in like the infrastructure from the beginning so that when you don't get two years into your business, you find out you've got lots of, you know, gaps in your business. And then obviously you've got things that are not stable or you didn't plan for certain things because at the time you didn't think that was going to be where your business was going to be. So I've got a call that you can book in with me. You can have a booking for a free discovery call, which is a 30 minute call. And we can just talk and I can find more out about you and your business. And obviously I can get an idea where you are now and what's stopping you and what your blocks are and how I can help you. Or you can go straight for um, a business planning call with me directly. Like I said, it's an hour long. I take you through the whole process. Um, and then my process works on a traffic light system is like red, green and amber. And obviously my role now when I'm working with clients is move the reds to the ambers, the ambers to the greens. So obviously they move along the process and put in the solid foundation about basically building their business. So I hope today's given you some food for thought. I hope it's made you think, actually, I might need to get back to my planning. I might need to work out exactly what I want to achieve this year, like how many locations, how many kids, how much money do I want to make? Uh, where do I want to be next year? Do I want to recruit a teacher or do I want to expand into new areas? Or have you like saturated a whole area and you've got like, you know, daytime classes up and running, public classes, working schools, nurseries, and now you feel your business is ready to franchise and you need help to move it forward in that direction. So hope it's given you lots of ideas and your brain's thinking, actually, I need to get my planning organised. I would love to speak to you about that. So I'll put all the links in so you can join me. And I hope you've enjoyed today's um, podcast. Uh, and have a think of me next this weekend. I'm going to be running my first half marathon of the year. I'm hoping to run under 146. And we will see if like the hours of training I've put in and the miles of training I've put in for the last three months through my training plan, which was my you know marathon business plan, gets me to my end goal and result. So I'll catch you all very soon. Bye for now.